Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina on a relatively cool day out there. I mean, it's not 90 degrees yet and there's no sun, which is a kind of welcome. Yeah, I think the key phrase on that is yet. Yet. Well, tell you what, about 1230 last night at my house, we had a lot of thunder and lightning and rain and uh i, I kind of enjoyed it myself well i think i missed it <laughs> <laughs> well it happened <laughs> i believe it because my truck was wet when i got out this morning well there you go and good morning to you greg well i've I done the same thing <laughs> i almost missed it i just had dozed off and then kaboom and the room lights up and i said well it must be a thunderstorm I went on back to sleep, but I knew it was cooling things off because it was it was still like eighty five degrees at ten or eleven o'clock last night. Yeah, it was hot. It was really hot. Yeah, I mean it's just this heat. Everybody needs to be careful out there doing stuff. That's exactly right. It's it it's hot, and it's this time of year to be hot. But you got to do your yard work and stuff. And I got one of my yards out of the way yesterday, so uh, I'm uh, I'm looking pretty good. We got a great show for you today. Um, one of the all-time great racing drivers anywhere on either side of the ocean is our guest at 1020. I'm excited about this. Johnny Rutherford, Lone Star JR, three-time Indianapolis 500 winner, and still the only person to win his first NASCAR start in the, in the top level. He hopped in a car for Smokey Unique in 1963, and he won. The qualifying race for the Daytona 500, and no, and that was a points-paying race back then. It mattered. That's right. They worked, and I kind of forgot that. Well, that's what makes him the first one to do it. It wouldn't count if the race hadn't counted. But that was he was a, a full-blown points. Uh, theoretically, he was leading the point standings for a little while. That's right. <laughs> Till the next qualifying race, when I guess he was tied. But anyway, we're going to talk to Johnny at ten twenty. Now, I'll tell you right now, we're having a little bit of trouble getting him, but. We've got a two-hour show, and we're going to get him. And when Greg made the arrangements, it was for 1020. Of course, he's in a different time zone, but we deal with that all the time. So we're looking forward to having Johnny Rutherford on here. Um, as Smokey Unix, speaking of him, used to say, if you read his book, this next little bit of news is tinged in black. But we lost a, a real friend of the show and a, a very good personal friend of mine last Wednesday. And that was Gene Hobby, who we just had on the show as our Legends guest on September 22nd. So that was like a month ago today, four shows ago. And Gene was a great guest and a great friend. And we've had him on a couple of times. And, um, you know, I was thinking of a way to try to honor him and to get somebody on here to talk about him at at 11 o'clock. And um, came up with a better idea, Greg. I... I'm going to replay the interview from two weeks ago when he was sharp as a tack and funny and and wide awake, and you would have thought he'd have outlived any one of us rather than uh, have a month to live. 
it's incredible. And he was sharp. He was correcting me and you, Perry. Well, I know. On the stats. And, and we were talking, think, I think we were talking about Parkbrook Fairground. Well, we talked about that race 50 years ago that he finished eighth in uh, when Wade and, and Jarrett got into it. And he got to see all that action. Of course, a lot of the people here in Sparkburg did. But uh, Gene Hobby, he has done so much for historic racing and, and historic NASCAR. But yeah, Perry's going to do a piece on that. Well, we're just going to replay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my part to a minimum. I'm just going to replay what we did. It's about 19 minutes long. I listened to it last yesterday afternoon driving back from Charlotte. And uh, it's I, what better way to uh, honor him? When would I ever get to use that again if I don't use it now? Right. I, I'm still in shock over it. Well, it, it was, he got real sick from what I understand Tuesday and his fever went up to like 103, and they took him to the hospital, and that was that was about all she wrote. Actually, if his funeral was tomorrow, Greg, I'd be heading to Apex or Cary, North Carolina. Actually, where is where he lived, and um, which is right outside of Raleigh. But he um, is actually his services are at 11 o'clock this morning, which is going to be exactly when I'm going to replay his uh, piece now. Well, for most people, that's a good time to come in, mm -hmm. unless you are like us and have a live show on Saturday morning. Well, I know, uh, I know one gentleman. In fact, Tim Leeming, who does a show down in Columbia, and he's a, also an auto racing historian. He's uh, going to come on next week on our show. He had a big, uh, you know, memorial show for Gene last night before last on Thursday night. So. Uh, now, I'm going to play that at 11 o'clock. That's the plan. If we have to shuffle the schedule around because of Johnny Rutherford, since we're having a little trouble getting him right now, but, you know, he's not due to come on for about 10 minutes, so there's no reason to panic, and we've got a lot of show after that, and we'll plug Johnny Rutherford in anywhere we can. Oh, yeah, and he was very excited about doing the show. It could be just a thing of time zone, because he gets hit on doing a lot of different things. But he was really excited being on Starchy Engines. And if we don't, by some chance, don't get him, in, there, there's some kind of circumstance. They could have a storm out there. But uh, I, I feel confident we're going to get him today. I think so, too. So uh, we'll uh, we'll keep trying. And we have a lot of racing to talk about otherwise uh, that we had a busy week last week. I think the uh, of all the races that I watched and read about and, and whatever uh, – I think the NASCAR race of Kentucky was the best. I mean, it came down to two brothers side by side for uh, the last several laps. Uh, listen, I really enjoyed that. And uh, I was really surprised that one of them didn't wreck the other one. And I was really happy. Now, I'm not a Bush fan. And at one time, I thought Kurt Bush was like probably one of the lowest human beings on earth. You know, when he was cussing out uh, Jerry Punch and stuff like that several years ago. And... You know, uh, who was it? Roush even fired him three races before the end of his contract. You know, just to get That's on right. out of here. That's right. And uh, he, he was not very well thought of at all. And I was actually pulling for him to beat his brother. He has gotten remarried and he's cleaned up his act again. And he's getting to be one of the old timers out there, actually. He's been around so long. So I was pulling for him and he pulled it off. Well... I watch racing, it's like we're saying, regardless of whether you're a Bush fan or not. NASCAR had a good show that went on last week. I mean, two brothers battling it out. Uh, whether you had a preference for one or the other or neither or love both of them, but they put on a good show. And that, 
that's uh, that's the name of the game. So NASCAR, hats off to them. Uh, they hit a they hit a triple header, or a double header, or whatever. But but they they come out good on that. They had a pretty decent crowd too. It wasn't great, but you know there's not a whole lot else to do on Saturday night in uh, Sparta, Kentucky. I don't think. But here's the way it went down, and we'll uh, just finish it up now. That was the Quaker State 400. Kurt Busch won it. Nobody picked him. So we did have somebody pick Kyle, but, you know, once again, we keep our streak intact of four <laughs> racing experts that can't pick a winner. Kurt Busch was the winner, and uh, this says .076 seconds. I guess that equates to about a half a car length. It was It was close. That's about what that is. Yeah, they could have they could have taken each other out easily. Kyle Busch was second, Eric Jones was third, Kyle Larson fourth. So, and and Denny Hamlin fifth. So out of the first five cars, you got Ganassi, Gibbs, Gibbs, Ganassi, Gibbs. So uh, the Gibbs isn't so surprising, but it was good to see Chip Ganassi get a car up there. And the Chevrolets have now won about three in a row. Yeah, that that Chevrolet thing to be kind of on a roll. I mean, they really do. Uh, uh, I know with the IndyCar race, Penske's first three cars qualified, bing, 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 with Chevrolet power. So Chevrolet's kind of, uh, they, they're getting their act together. They certainly are. I'll finish this out now. Uh, sixth was Kurt Boyer, who for the first time in weeks didn't hit anything very hard anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's had some tough luck. He's had some tough luck. He finished sixth. Joey Logano, my pick, was seventh, who was actually probably... Uh, Looking like a winner until the late caution flag there sort of snatched it away from him. Daniel Suarez was eighth. Ryan Newman was ninth. And Chris Boucher had a good finish for tenth. And your guy, Menard, was eleventh. So uh, that's the way the cup race shook out last Saturday night. And the driver standings, Kurt, uh, I'm sorry, Kyle Busch is leading with four, um, four wins. Of course, the wins. If it's a tie, it's broken by the points, and I won't go into the points, but Kyle Busch is first. He and Martin Truex, uh, Truex is second, and they both have four wins. Third is Keselowski with three wins. Fourth is Logano with two wins. Fifth is Hamlin with two wins. Kurt Busch, Chase Elliott, and Alex Bowman have one win each. And then strictly on points, uh, the next eight are Harvick, Eric Almarola, Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Kyle Larson, Clint Boyer, Jimmy Johnson still in there, and Eric Jones. So, uh, and on the outside looking in is um, Ryan Newman, Daniel Suarez, Ricky Stenhouse, and Paul Menard. So, you know that's uh, that's a pretty good cast of characters there. If the point standings. Um, were to decide the, the playoffs right now, but it doesn't. We've still got a few weeks to go. And, you know, it's um, looking like Harvick has gone, I think by this time last year, he probably won three races, but he hasn't even scratched one yet. So uh, I think whoever picked Harvick, I mean, law of averages, he's going to win a race one of these days. Oh, no doubt about it. Cause he, he's certainly capable of winning. And, and well, it's like Bernie had told me here, about a year ago, we was talking to the phone. He said, when it's your time to win, it's your time to win. Well, it must have been Justin Haley's time to win at Daytona when it started uh, thundering and lightning because uh, nobody would have picked him. No, he didn't get picked. like to get him on the show, though. Well. Tell him what it, that's what it feels like the first time out, you know, win Firecracker 400. Let's uh, look at how they qualified for the Foxwoods Resort Casino 301. 
which is what they're going to run tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock on NBCSN. And Brad Keselowski took the poll there, driving for uh, Roger Penske, of course. Second is Kyle Busch. Third is Kurt Busch. Fourth, Eric Jones. Fifth, Ryan Blaney. Sixth, Martin Truex. Seventh, Matt D. Benedetto with a real good qualifying uh, speed for seventh place. Eighth is Logano. Ninth, Eric Almarola. And the 10th fastest qualifier up at uh, Loudoun, if I can get the dadgum page to turn here, was Jimmy Johnson. So Jimmy's, Jimmy's threatening to do something here. I don't know if he'll be able to do it after the checkered flag falls, but, you know, he did bump his way to win in that first race of the year at, uh, what was that, the Bush Clash down at Daytona, which didn't count for anything, but he did get to show that he still knows where victory lane is. He's getting back in the groove, what you say. That's what I'm saying. Trying to say it in my bumbling way. Uh, looking on down the, the uh, qualifying board here, Chase Elliott was 12th. Trying to hit, pick out some of the bigger names here. Uh, Harvick was 14th. Clint Boyer was 16th. Your man Menard in the Wood Brothers car was 17th. Looking on down the line, William Byron is 22nd. Hamlin's 23rd. Chris Bush, who had a good race last week, is 25th. And uh, there's only 37 cars. And... While they were qualifying, by the way, uh, Justin Haley's not running this week. Quinn Hoff is driving that car. But Alex Bowman popped a drive shaft during his qualifying. That's what I heard. Yeah, it was, uh, you don't see that very often in a race or anything. But uh, he had to go to a backup. That messed it up pretty bad when, when that happened. So he is actually starting dead last in 37th spot. So, uh that was uh, how the qualifying shook out. And other than what we'll talk about with Nelson at 1040, I think that's probably about a wrap-up of the cup action. We um, have a lot of other things to cover. We got Xfinity, which is going to be qualifying about 1115 this morning. And uh, there's no Grand Prix this week. The IndyCars race tonight at Iowa. And they qualified yesterday. I think, let's see here, uh, the, um, yeah, they qualified yesterday afternoon. I've got that right here somewhere. Here we go. They race tonight at 7 o'clock on NBCSN for the uh, Iowa, used to be called Iowa Corn 300. Now they, they dropped the corn and it's just Iowa and uh, qualifying for that shook out. With uh, Simon Pagano on the pole and Penske's car, Indianapolis 500 winner. He's getting pretty hot. Will Power second, Joseph Newgarten third, Takuma Sato fourth, and James Hinchcliffe fifth. Maybe we'll go, <clears throat> excuse me, a little deeper into that. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, man. Turn his mic on there, Ronnie. Good morning, man. Uh, listen to y'all on the radio. How'd we sound? Uh, y'all sound pretty good, and I heard that y'all might have little problem getting in touch with Johnny, so I figured I'd just come on in and be backup. I'm kind of like that backup race car. Well, that's good. You, uh, while you're here, we had a you had a pretty good Friday or uh, Saturday night last night, last week. Pretty good Saturday night up at Harris Motor Speedway. We got to lead everything up there, and uh, kind of fortunate enough up there. Did you make it on Sunday? That's pretty nice. I tried calling yeah. her this week if you made it to Gaffney on Sunday. Yep, we uh, made it back on, to Gaffney on Sunday, but I picked my vibration back up, and about the only thing I could figure out is uh, my rear chunk or something like that's going, something's going south on that rear chunk. So after about two laps, he pulled it in instead of 
tearing it on up. We just uh, parked the car. Well, there you go. Better than better than having a whole lot of stuff to fix. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what he said. They, he said, let's just park it. We had a good night on Saturday night up there at Harris, and let's just go from there. Well, we appreciate you coming in early. Because after we take this break, we're going to see if we can get Johnny Rutherford on here. And if, if not, we will uh, go to Plan B. We're uh, coming right back after this break. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force Hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, plant day. Seventy years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, plant day. Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, plant day? All it. Join Steve. And Jerry. At the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Hey, man, you looking for good, clean, late-night fun? Boy, do we have a show for you. I'm KB, and I host Up Late, Planet Earth's only late-night, locally-produced, mid-market sports talk show. So habit-forming, you can't fall asleep without it. Up Late with KB, weeknights at 11, only on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. I want to spread the news. Delicious food at great prices. That's what you'll find at J&G Restaurant, located at 462 West Henry Street in Spartanburg. Be sure to try out the ever-popular Pig 4, where you can choose four breakfast items that include gravy biscuits, pancakes, home fries, and much more for only $7.25. They also serve a variety of breakfast sandwiches, including the pork chop and gravy biscuit. For lunch, try out their salmon and grits combo. J&G also serves mouth-watering burgers and hot dogs. That's J&G Restaurant, open Wednesday through Sunday. Call them at 864-308-1730. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Get star-spangled savings every day in July at Greer Nissan. Red, white, and new means great savings for you. Get up to $1,000 Nissan cash on select new Nissan trucks. Like the new 2019 Frontier and Titan SV. Drive away today for as low as 1.9% APR for 60 months. Plus, save even more with holiday bonus cash and red tag savings. The 4th of July savings are every day in July at Greer Nissan. Visit us today or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. 
F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba, or call at 864-810-4528. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man-cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. For scores, high school football schedules, articles, and everything going on here at the station, download our app today. Just search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. And welcome back to uh, Start Your Engines. And we are going to... uh, have to juggle the schedule a little bit here because uh, we're having trouble getting Johnny Rutherford on the, on the phone. He's out in Fort Worth, Texas, and we're calling the same number Greg talked to him with a couple times last week, and it, we're getting blocked. So uh, we will uh, we'll keep trying. But right now, I want to play in memory of Gene Hobby, who passed away this past Tuesday. Um, our interview from June 22nd when we had him on and talking about the 50th anniversary of that great race at the fairgrounds. And I'm going to go straight to it right now. This is Gene Hobby. understand very well. But uh, we are really tickled to death to have on the show right now a gentleman. And we've been talking about this. What I consider one of the greatest races I've ever seen in my life. That was 55 years ago this week. That was on uh, June 26, 1964 at the Spartanburg Fairgrounds. A gentleman who had a blue dodge that night, number 99, as I call him Gene Gene, the racing marine, Mr. Gene Hobby. Good morning, Gene. Hey, hey, good to hear from you, man. Good to hear from you. How well do you remember? I mean, that was a long time ago, and I was 12 years old, so maybe I wasn't old enough to remember it all that well. And Greg was five. He's even, uh, or Greg was seven. He has a little trouble remembering it as well, but how well do you remember that hot night in Spartanburg? Well, I was about, I was about 27 years old. I had just started racing and uh, it was a book of bear down there that night. Boy, I tell you right now, oh, oh, uh, Ned and the guy got together, boy, I tell you right now, they, they raced the whole race. It like they get to come around me one on one side, one on the other, you know. <laughs> he remembers. He liked to wreck me in a turn and all this stuff. Boy, it was, it, was, it was just tight racing. Well, I know that. You, you had good luck. Uh, we'll get back to it in a second, but you had, Spartanburg was a good track for you. You uh, finished eighth that night and what amounted to a demolition derby. And, um, and then in 1965, the race that Ned Jarrett won by, I think, 14 laps uh, over G.C. Spencer, you were fourth that day. Yeah, yeah, I was fourth, and uh, that was that, that was a good time. That, that, that was the first car on that, it was the first race on that uh, 64 Dodge. I got it from, uh, bought it from Buddy Harrington, which he had two cars, he ran that year too. And uh, he had bought both his cars from Cotton Owens. Right. That's what Cotton Owens, uh, 
Well, it was one of the Davy Pearson cars. Right. Well, let's get back to the 64 race. And uh, actually, you were in a 62 Dodge that night. And, and, that, yeah, and that, yeah. that car had a previous uh, pretty famous owner. Yeah, Larry, Larry Thomas, yeah. Larry Thomas, of course, who we lost in a highway accident. but uh, uh, It was tragic. It was. You and Larry were good friends. You spent a lot of time up there. And kind of Absolutely. Actually, See, uh, his home in Trinity is now about a... Uh, I was drive from Apex to South and Raleigh here where I live and uh, I'd go up there on the weekend and have him uh, he had a, about a four car four big uh, garage up there and he had all kind of he had a, a racing back then that about Dodge Farts and all well you know as a matter of fact Larry started ninth and finished 15th that night you started 16th and finished 8th so uh I, I, think yeah. may, I think maybe Larry was in the wrong, he sold you the wrong car. <laughs> yeah, did the same thing in Chattanooga. I did a red room in Tim's place in Chattanooga. And, uh, and uh, after the race, we were all talking, and Larry said, Gee, where'd you finish? I finished, I finished Tim's place, and he finished about 12th or 14. He said, Oh, my car, too. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing, Mr. Mr. Hobby, his memory is fantastic. Uh, I, I thought one picture the first time I, I met him after many years was thanks to Perry carrying me to a Hillsboro or a bunch of places Perry introduced me to. And as soon as I saw a picture of, uh, of Mr. Hobby, when he was young, it was like I would just, everything come right back. I, I remembered the face, everything, because I was so little. And oh. I mean, <laughs> you, know, you, I were, you were I handsome was, and, and I was about 26 fantastic. Yeah. Um, let me let me run down. There were twenty one cars in that race that night, um, and here's here's the way they finished. Richard Petty won it. Leroy Yarborough second. Doug Cooper was third. Wendell Scott was fourth. Ned finished fifth, and Billy Wade was sixth with their beat up cars. Yeah, right, right. Kale Yarborough was seventh. You were eighth, right behind Kale and just ahead of Crawfish Crider. Tenth was um, E.J. Trevitt. Our buddy Neil Castles was 11th. Buddy Baker, who was involved in a grinding double flip in the second turn with um, J.T. Putney, who uh, they squared off a couple of times. <laughs> I, I was looking. I had just passed it. For some reason, I passed both of them on the front stretch over there and got in turn two. And as I go down the back stretch, I looked through the rear view mirror, and I saw both cars. One went out through the, uh, the right side of the track in the woods and never come on the infield. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was they finished twelfth and thirteenth. Buddy Arrington was fourteenth. Larry Thomas fifteenth. David Pearson, who led the first seventy-two laps before his axle broke, was sixteenth. Buck Baker, driving for Ray Fox, was seventeenth. Worth McMillan, old friend of ours, uh, passed on now, was eighteenth. A local Spartanburg driver who had a good start, Elmo Henderson, was nineteenth. Jimmy Helms was 20th, driving one of Buck's old Chryslers, and last was Rodney Bottinger in one of uh, Crawfish Crider's cars. But that was, um, I figured it up earlier, uh, um, Gene, that off the top of my memory, counting drivers and crew chiefs and and car owners, that there were 11 Hall of Famers in the pits that night at Spartanburg, and that's, uh, that's a pretty good, yeah, pretty good cast absolutely, of characters. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. 
That was a good, that was a good dirt night, dirt track. Well, that was a, it's, it's a race I'll never forget, and I like to write about it, and I bring it up all the time, and uh, yeah, I, I love having you on the show, because you were in it. Yeah, you uh, actually, now, you were talking about the 64 Dodge you bought from uh, Buddy Arrington, who had bought it from Cotton, you, uh, and we've touched on this before, but it's been a while, you uh, unfortunately kind of made a big name for yourself with that car at Hillsboro, at in the first three races of 1965, you had the fourth at Spartanburg. That was your first race of the year. Uh, you had like a 12th, I think, at um, Asheville, Weaverville. And then you had another real good finish at, uh, at, Richmond. at, at Richmond. And so, I mean, you, I think a sixth. So you were like, yeah, sixth place, yeah. you were probably in the top, you know, between fifth and tenth, or somewhere like that, in the point standings, you were uh, you had a great start till you got to Hillsboro. Yeah, I know it was, it was everybody everybody geared for Hillsboro because they knew that was a monster up there, you know. And you could run 120 miles an hour on both stretches. That was a one mile dirt track. I mean, that was yeah, a big yeah. mother. Yeah. Well, tell us what happened when you tried to keep up with Junior Johnson when he went by you. <laughs> well. Well, uh, he did let me back there. He was on about the 40th lap or something like that, and I was running right behind him for four or five laps. And I think it's happened on the 47th lap because my wife was keeping score. And uh, and two laps, about a lap or two before, at the wreck, I was running with, you know, trying to keep up with Junior. And I brushed the, I brushed the, the dirt bank. Coming out of number four, you know, with my right rear quarter panel. And I said, gee whiz, I better slow down. I said, and then I got him on one up there, and three or four laps later, uh, but my, my right front went down, right, right, right before the grandstand. And boy, I mean, I hit the bank over there, and it went end over end once and rolled about 3,000 in front of the grandstand. And it landed on the, it landed on the wheels, you know, right, right, up, right up the fence, you know. And people hanging all in the fence, looking over in the car, you know. And, and the first thing I did was cut the ignition off, you know, because that's a fool's hanging gas. <laughs> I tell you what, and, and uh, Gene, uh, when we did the book on independence, and uh, Gene's got a great chapter in there. Tell him about the uh, about the marks on the inside of the roof of your car. <laughs> oh well, that, that that was yeah, that was the hills world. Right, that, that was, was in the same wreck. Huh? That was in the wreck, right? When where you you had that blue helmet on, and it made all those zigzaggy marks on the, in the, yeah, on the inside yeah. of the roof of your car. Yeah, where your, uh, your head was banging I was, off. I was I was uh, making repairs to my car, you know, and 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 I had to be in the driver's seat, and I looked up, on, you know, your your helmet's about six or eight inches from the top of the car. And said he got the liners out of the, of the car and stuff in the middle up there. And had my car painted white up there, you know. And I had, I had, listen, I, I couldn't believe it. I had zigzag, blue zigzag marks all over the top of that car. From your helmet hitting it while you were flipping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, that's that Ford MC Bill Street. And that was the first year that they made shoulder harnesses uh, mandatory. Right, and that was uh, because of Weatherly's wreck out in Riverside. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, after you got through with the cup race, and you raced a couple of more years, and I, well, uh, to finish that story, you had that car. You got a lot of people, everybody up in your area, part of the North Carolina, part of that 
part of the country, your owner, I think his name was Emmy Whitmore, everybody yeah, sort of right. pitched in and got you going again, and you were back, what, uh, 30 days yeah. later or something like that at Martinsville with a, with a repaired car, right? Yeah, well, I, I didn't miss it one race, and that was Wilkesboro, and then we got to Hillsboro, and went to went to uh, uh, Martinsville, yeah, and uh, and we worked on the car all right long, and, and we was garage up there in Henderson, and he, he slept, he slept in one of his cars in the, in the front seat in the show front. In the showroom, he was a, all right. Work on the car. We left there at four o'clock in the morning going to Miller Martinsville. That he was a new car dealer, and but didn't I? I think it's fascinating where you got the body for your for your '64 Dodge. Oh yeah, Jack Cashman, who had the, the hell drivers. Hell driver. he was, he's on the fairgrounds, you know. That's all. Yeah. And and I had come to Raleigh from Henderson. I was even in Henderson about two years. That's where I started racing. And uh, I came to Raleigh after some parts or something one day, and, and come by a service station on the Temple Boulevard there and saw a, a seat. Uh, 64 Dodge parked out there beside the station, you know, had mud all over, you know, we had run the program with over there. And uh, I went in and talked to him, and I bought that car for, for like $200. Mm. And took it to Henderson and uh, put it toe to toe. And I tell you right now, the only thing stuck about that car was the body. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, there's not that well, much stock had, anymore. He <laughs> had, it had uh, uh, suspicion, parts as big as your arm and all this stuff. <laughs> They're pussy. I mean, uh, the uh, front end, front end parts and all this stuff, you know? Yeah. Gene, now, after you got through with your cup career, where I was going, well, Grand National career, uh, you, you you still ran a good bit. I know you said you ran some outlaw races, but you ran, uh, you got into the, uh, was it called the Baby Grand Division then? I mean, they yeah, were racing yeah. at Daytona I, yeah, on I the big trucks. I was around the Carolinas, and then, then uh, I got hooked up with a, a boy up in uh, uh, Rock Hill, and uh, he had two dash cars. And Daytona Dash, that's what it was called. Yeah, yeah, it was Daytona Dash then. And then, uh, and I ran, ran one for him the rest of the year. Uh, and finally, he said, you just keep it at your house and we'll see you at the racetrack. You know, that's what I did. And how long did you do that? I mean, you did uh, that. For, for about a year. But you, you, and then, and then I, I got with a guy uh, over in Raleigh. I guess, He's pretty well off, you know, and he was interested. We got him in and racing, took him to a couple of races, and he bought one of the cars from uh, uh, John down at uh, where I was racing that car from. Right. And uh, and he bought one of the cars. He bought a J2 Pontiac, that's a Pontiac uh, race car, and we raced that. You know, when they they don't they don't know with that. Yeah. We're talking to Gene Hobby, who uh Grand National driver from the 60s and uh, just got some great stories and was in that famous race at the fairgrounds that I'm so fond of. And anybody that was there will never forget on June 26, 1964. Uh, Gene, in the couple of minutes we have left, uh, I, I know you had some hard luck with a, with a tree falling on your house and all this other stuff that happened to you. And it was so great to see you at uh, Memorial Day or, you know, that weekend up there in Charlotte getting around. You look like the old Gene Hobby to me. Oh, yeah. Well, that, 
that tree fell on the house about uh, three or four years ago, and they rebuilt a whole living area where my flower place was and all this stuff, and new raptors, new everything. Man, so, and you'd been sitting there in your in your easy chair right before that happened, right? Well, well, no, I. <laughs> it was about six o'clock, and, and it was still dark. And since my feet hit the floor, the whole house shook. I said, "What in the world is going on? Is it we got attacked by the Russians or what?" And I ran <laughs> to the door to the bedroom, and, and all I could see in the in the living area was was sheetrock and 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 uh. And this legend falling. It looked like a snowball fire in there. And I, I swear, I mean, you made the mess. i tell you what. Well, maybe I'm just embellishing that a little bit. I, it's a good enough story without me saying that you were sitting there in your easy chair and got up in the well, tree. Well, but I, I tell you, like I say, uh, my feet hit the floor. And the first thing I do is open the door and come in and get in my, get in my recliner. Right under the big beam that fell. Yeah. Well, maybe that's where I got it from. About two, it would have been about maybe three seconds later. I don't even sit right here in this chair. Well, that's close enough for me. I tell you, Gene, you, uh, we love talking to you. I haven't had you on in a while. We'll do this more often. Gene, as I said, it was in a, a sniper in the United States Marine Corps. And when my son joined the Marine Corps close to three years ago, he's, uh, He's at Camp Lejeune, and I, I got him hooked up one day on the phone, and Gene gave him a couple of gave him a couple of tips on how to handle himself in the Marine Corps, and I appreciate that. <laughs> well, it was uh, once a Marine, you always a Marine boy. I tell you that right now. That, that yeah, I'm telling you, I, my uncle was in the Marines in the Second World War, and he got you know in the Guam invasion, but it, it, it made a big dent in his leg, you know. But he he survived it, and. Uh, uh, and I, I, I was going in the Marine. I went two years in East Carolina at a university. And uh, I said, well, they're, they're drafting and they're going to get me, you know, going to get some of us out of here. So I said, I'm going to join. So I interviewed with all the branches at the end of my, at Apex. And my uncle where was in the Marine Corps. He lived over in Apex. And I, I, I interviewed with all the world. And one day, when I finally, finally signed on the dotted line, I wrote to my uncle's house and, and told him, I said, well, Leroy, so I just, just signed a, signed an autograph on some, uh, on a network, a uh, national network, and uh, he said, what? And I kept talking, and he said, what did you join? He said, I joined the Marine Corps. He said, God, the mighty note. He said, if you had to join the Marine Corps, I wouldn't do a penny right here on the doorstep. <laughs> I tell you what, Gene, we appreciate your service as we do with all our all our veterans and uh, uh, just great to have you on the show. You sound fantastic. You sound a whole lot better than uh, uh, most people your age and, and, and um, a lot better than me and Greg, actually. So uh, thank a you. A lot so better than me. <laughs> well, I'll be, I'll be the big 82 in, in October. You don't sound 82, I can tell you that. Of course, course me and men, uh, Evil Knievel was born the same day. Well, you, uh, you, October 17th, you know. You held up a lot better than he did. Born, I was born in 37, and he was born in 38. So, so you know, I told him everything you need. Well, there you well, you tried to prove it that day at Hillsborough. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, Gene, we appreciate you coming on the show, and thank you so much for your recollections of that, that night, night in uh, Spartanburg. And uh, you take care of yourself. And well, I declare you, 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 
You've done a lot for NASCAR. You've done a lot for independent races. I tell you that right now. I'm not serious. Well, thank you. You've done a lot for us. Thank you. I, I can't do enough. And uh, we appreciate you coming on the show. And we'll talk again later. Okay, now I am. Um, that was Gene Hobby, and he was uh, not going to do any more interviews. I don't know if that was his last one, but it had to be close. So we're uh, we're going to take a break now and come back, talk to Nelson, Clo- ne- Nelson Crozier. Gene, we love you, and uh, rest in peace, buddy. Be back in a minute. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like French fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the Blind in the gap, the right center's in the track. He's to the wall. Another grand slam home run. Catch the Gamecocks in action on the diamond all season long. Did he catch that ball? He did. Swing and a miss. He got it. Swung on, line drive, base hit. The wall. He looks up. It's gone. And you can put spurs on this one. Right here on your home for South Carolina baseball. Spartanburg's home of the Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Get star-spangled savings every day in July at Greer Nissan. Red, white, and new means great savings for you. Get up to $1,000 Nissan cash on select new Nissan trucks, like the new 2019 Frontier and Titan SB. Drive away today for as low as 1.9% APR for 60 months. Plus, save even more with holiday bonus cash and red tag savings. The 4th of July savings are every day in July at Greer Nissan. Visit us today or online at greernissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck-on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. Summertime is almost here, and that means it's time to get those swimming pools ready for summertime fun. Phillips & Long Fuel Chesney has everything you need to get your pool ready to go. Phillips & Long sells pool chemicals and parts, and they're an Aquabrite chemical supplier. They also sell Aquabot automatic vacuums. Phillips & Long also offers professional pool service. If you are too busy to clean and maintain your pool, they can do it for you. Get your pool summer ready. Call Phillips & Long today at 461-8511, like them on Facebook, or stop by and see them at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs in over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbows, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man, it's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican Pelicans near you. Pelican Snowballs bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets. 
to build wealth and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. To start your engines, and uh, I don't know why I'm not hearing myself here, but Nelson, are you out there? How you doing, buddy? Can you turn the volume up? Uh, Ronnie? Yes, sir. I don't know what's wrong. I can barely hear you. Okay, how you you hear me now? There. All right, now well, I hear you. We're having some microphone problems. We're having problems getting Johnny Rutherford on the phone. We're, uh, <laughs> we're uh, flying by winging a prayer here this morning. How are you doing? And are you up in New Hampshire? You said you might have to go get some lobster. Yeah, no, I didn't go up, but the word of the day is hello, Walt. Okay, well, I know they had a little problem with uh, qualifying yesterday with Bowman when a drive shaft flew out and uh, or flew off. Uh, and I think uh, Denny Hamlin hit the wall, didn't he? What else is going on? Uh, 11 hit the wall, the 6 hit the wall, the 24 hit the wall, the 42 hit the wall. What's going on with them? I mean, is it that anything different with the track that they... Put bear grease on it or something, or what's, what's the deal? Uh, they put traction compound on it, but everybody's just trying a little bit harder. And uh, the weather's just like the first race we had back there years ago. Uh, Benny and I are doing a qualifying show, and we're on some fresh asphalt with a pop-up uh, uh, tent over top of us. And I look, and I uh, saw with Benny's up about six inches taller than I am. I look a little bit later, he's getting shorter and shorter. He sank through four inches of asphalt because the temperature was so high. Well, I know they've had trouble um, negotiating that track in the, back in the old days. We, we lost a couple of drivers because they would, I mean, there were different factors that figured into it. But you, you carry so much speed into those flat turns and uh, you really don't have a, a banking to help scrub off the speed if, if something does go wrong. Well, a lot of the drivers up there, uh, you know, were dragging the brake rather than uh, let off on the throttle. They would just drag the brake. Uh, so, you know, if something went wrong, uh, they couldn't react quite as quick. Uh, you know, but the, the uh, you know, the uh, so-called package they have this weekend is 750 horsepower. Uh you know, last week was uh, 5.50. So, uh, you know, they have a whole lot of throttle response. They've got a lot of straightaway speed. Well, what exactly do they do to the car? I mean, I, it, I'm not familiar with the horsepower varying so much uh, 
from race to race. I mean, are they are they changing the rule package from race to race, like what you just said? And is that controlled by oh. the uh, that spacer, or how how's that happening? Oh, correct. Uh, safer spacer uh, determines the horsepower uh, range. Uh, tracks, uh, you know, uh, over a mile and a quarter, uh, it's 450 horsepower. I'm sorry, 550. Uh, you know, tracks under a mile and a quarter, uh, it's 750 horsepower. Uh, same thing on road courses. So, uh, you know, you know, two hundred horsepower makes a world of difference. Of course it does, but I, I just I wasn't aware of that. Now, it, so, and we've talked about this in the past about how there's just not very much that a mechanic can do anymore to change to change you, you know to massage something and make it better. And is that the case with the engines? I mean, are they also so much the same that like a Budmore or a Smoky Unique or or Waddell Wilson couldn't get in there and, and get more out of what the what the engine has with that particular uh, setup on it. Well, uh, the engines uh, are very tightly controlled, but then they also you have a rear end gear ratio rule. So at any given track, you could only run one or two gear ratios. So uh, you know that backs her off even further. Years ago. Uh, you know, a couple of friends of mine and myself, we had a like model stock car, which was a 283 uh, 90 over with the, uh, you know, the engine rule. Well, everybody else was turning 6,200, but we were turning 8,200, and we could just pull them three or four car lengths off the turn, and going into the next turn, when we let off the gas, it was like you put a parachute out. Uh, and we got protested almost every week. Uh, it was $100 to protest somebody. If you won the protest, uh, you got 50 of that, along with the 50 for the race win. So you were making $100, which back you know, in the mid-60s was a fair amount of money. Uh, but, you know, you had a lot more. You had to look at the rules and say, okay, what what did you do? And back then we found we had to change the connection rods and the timing chain every 400 laps. But, you know, we could do that and... Uh, you know, do it economically. Uh, nowadays, uh, everything's so tightly controlled that you uh, gain an edge costs you a lot of money. Well, so to answer my question then, there, there's really, you know, the, the, the mechanic, the engine mechanic, like, like a Budmore or, or Smoke Unic, I mean, that's just, that's not a factor anymore, right? Um, not really. You you have so few engine builders, and uh, you know the parameters they're working with are very tightly controlled by NASCAR. And uh, you know, unlike an independent engine builder who might be willing to go out on the ragged edge, uh, when you're building an engine for uh, you know, say like Roush Yates for all the four teams, you got to make sure that you're one hundred percent within the rules. Uh, so, you know, you cannot gamble like you used to. Yeah. Uh, and say, okay, this is gray area, but I think we can already get away with it. You know, I mean, to me, that's a shame. I mean, that's just like everything else we're talking about. With, and I love NASCAR, and I'm not trying to, to you know, to rag on it. But you know, that's 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 too bad. I mean, you know, you're talking about the the standardization of 
of all the parts and uh, and uh, the sheet metal, which isn't even going to be metal anymore, it doesn't sound like. And it's, you know, it's just, I don't know. Uh, I've talked to people, you know, some of these old timers that I'm so fond of, uh, like Gene Hobby that I just replayed him that passed away. But, you know, I've had those guys tell me, well, I built this engine. I was pretty sure it wasn't going to last. You know, I just, and one guy in particular said, um, he built an engine. He knew it wasn't going to last for a race at Charlotte back in 1962. He just wanted to, he said he wanted to be recognized. He wanted people to know that he could get a car to go to the front, and it did. I think his name was Osborne. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, those days are gone. Oh, you know, I built some cup engines, uh, you know, back in the uh, mid-60s. And, you know, they were competitive, uh you know, they weren't top five, but they were sort of top tens. And, uh, you know, I had to take to the machine shop because I didn't have a boring bar or uh, any of that. But so far as picking the right components and assembling them, uh, you know, you could do a pretty good job. Uh, people used to rag about, you know, how you uh, get a, a fork from the showroom and a Chevrolet to run circles around it. Well... I had a 406 Ford that was called 13 to 1 compression ratio. Uh, well, when we measured it, it was 9.6. You had a mill uh, between the heads and the block. You had a mill 200,000 off it to get it, you know, to the coach pass respects. Uh, well, Ford's logic was that they were leaving the extra metal there so that you had some uh, flexibility in how you brought the engine. Well, when you brought uh, a Chevrolet, if it said it was 12 to 1, it was 12 to 1 from the factory. Wow. Well, anyway, I uh, I lament the old days because that's uh, I liked it when it was, um, you know, some flexibility and some ingenuity to, to get a car to run faster. But we better get our picks in here as we're coming up against the brake. Nelson, uh, I'll let you go first. Okay, I'll try the two car uh, again. I think he's about due. Well, I'm going to take the 22. I'm right behind you. Alan, what do you think? I think I'll take the four car. All right. He's bound to win one sooner or later, as we were saying earlier. Ronnie? Well, I'm going with kind of a dark horse lately is the 48. James Hilton. No, that'd be, uh, <laughs> that would be uh, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, who we were talking about earlier, is uh, coming alive a little bit. I think and two years ago, would you ever thought he would be a dark horse I, in a race? I, never. That's back when they used to say boom confetti and all that stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, Greg's out there. He's out there t- screaming and yelling out the door trying to get a hold of Johnny Rutherford. And I don't know if we're going to get him or not, but we still got an hour to go. So I'll okay, give... Uh, I'll, I'll give. Let me uh, just give you uh, the final practice rundown. Okay, I'm going to give Greg 21, by the way. I'm giving him Menard. Go ahead. Okay. 20, 2, 10, 18, 12, 22, 8. Nine forty-eight and eleven. Okay, well, that's uh, should be an exciting race. As much as they're hitting stuff up there, the Xfinity guys, I think they are. Aren't they qualifying about right now? Uh, in about ten minutes. Okay. Well, Nelson, we appreciate it, and uh, you take care of yourself. And maybe we'll pick a winner this week. It's been a long time since we did <laughs> with uh, all the surprise winners we've had. But that's okay. It keeps us guessing. Nelson, uh, appreciate you coming on, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. 
Okay, sounds good. All right, that's Nelson Crozier. Uh, uh, Ronnie, what do you know about him? He's the smartest man I know. That's right. And we are still trying to get Johnny Rutherford. We've got about 60 minutes down and 60 to go, and we'll... We'll go right up until the last uh, probably 10 or 15 minutes before we uh, we'll give up on him. So when we come back after the break, assuming that we don't have him, we'll go straight to uh, Allen Hill. He'll give us the local rundown, and we will uh, see how he did at Harris, which is good, and how he did at Cherokee, which is not so good. But We appreciate Allen being flexible for us. Allen is flexible. He came in because he could hear we were in trouble. And... Um, I think the show's, uh, I had my microphone unplugged, so we got that straightened out, and it's been a, an interesting um, morning. We'll be right back after this. The home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400, WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Get star-spangled savings every day in July at Greer Nissan. Red, white, and new means great savings for you. Get up to $1,000 Nissan cash on select new Nissan trucks, like the new 2019 Frontier and Titan SB. Drive away today for as low as 1.9% APR for 60 months. Plus, save even more with holiday bonus cash and red tag savings. The 4th of July savings are every day in July at Greer Nissan. Visit us today or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster and the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs. 
by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba, or call at 864-810-4528. Live from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Welcome back to uh, Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. We are still trying to get Johnny Rutherford, and uh, I don't know. And, and one name that we don't have on our opener, but that we do appreciate and do lean on a lot, is... Alan Hill, who is bumping his segment up 20 minutes now, so we can... Uh, if Johnny somehow is an hour off, and he thinks it's 10-20... Well, 1020 at his time is about 20 minutes away because he's in Fort Worth, Texas. So uh, <laughs> before I send it over to Alan, let me thank uh, Lanny McKinney, who does our podcast and uh, any editing. Boy, he'd have his, he's got his work cut out for him if he cuts out some of the dead air and the things we've had. My mic's come unplugged and we've had uh, quite a few live radio miscues this morning, but that's okay. We're going to carry on. And one of the smoothest guys that you really don't have to worry about is Alan Hill, and he's going to tell us the local scene and what's going on and what he did last week, Alan. All righty, man. Thank you for having me here. Uh, last Saturday night at Harris Motor Speedway, they had a good night of racing. Had nine divisions up there at Harris Motor Speedway. Uh, Renegade Warner went to Josh Birch's. Young Guns went to Austin Brown. Pure Stock went to Josh Ayers. Thunder Bomber went to Chris Jackson. Stock 4 went to Kevin Cooper. Thunder Bomber B-Main went to Danny Edmonds. V-6 went to Ray Hudson. Front wheel drive went to Chris Harville. Uh, limited Sportsman went to Danny Tesnier. And that Limited Sportsman race, we had a bad crash up there at that racetrack, Bulls. And uh, if anybody's seen that video of that uh, wreck uh, Mitchell Henderson had in the Limited Sportsman race, he went off down there in the third turn. Car kind of spun out in front of him. He took an egg. Phase of actions, went up there and got up on top of that concrete wall, come around through there, hit a telephone pole, flipped mm. upside down, and car caught on fire. Man. Uh, big blaze up in a hurry. and Dang. Uh, like to throw a shout out to Chris Jackson and Luke Doggett, who was standing there in the infield, and them two guys actually run into the fire and actually pulled this boy out of that race car. And That's amazing. It was a, it was a good, scary scene. but you How know, is he? Uh, the boys, boy had just a little bit of these drivers in these dirt cars. They have full. They have a 
a driver's suit, which is fire rated and stuff, but a lot of them do not wear fire rated gloves. Heard he had just a little bit of burns on his hands, <clears throat> which he was upside down, and everybody realizes that fire moves up. So that's one good thing that, you know, everybody says, well, car's upside down. Well, heat's going up. He's at the bottom. You know, everybody says fire, you stay low. So actually, they said when uh, Chris Jackson got there, said his helmet and his shoulders were out of the car. And he reached down there and grabbed him and, and just pulled him straight on out to safety. Well, that's, uh, boy, I tell you what, they're to be commended for that. And thank, thanks for their uh, quick work. Yep. Uh, these boys got fuel cells in these cars, but sometimes these things, you know, when you do have a bad crash, things do go wrong. Well, when you have a crash, there's no telling what's going to happen. So uh, thank goodness he's okay. Thank goodness he's good. Well, by the way, when you were giving those results there, I mean, Am I imagining it? You sort of skimmed over Danny Tesnair. That's your man, isn't it? Uh, that's my man. Well, yeah. I mean, well, so you're a winner. Oh, well, we messed around one one. Well, uh, you always <laughs> say like it was an accident, and I know better than that. Well, but congratulations. Uh, thank you all very much. Uh, don't get me wrong. We went up there, kind of drew, drew, drew on the front row. When you draw on the front row in that heat race, he led, the, he led every lap in the heat race. That means we got to start on the front row in the main event. And uh, he pulled the boys down to the first turn, got out front, and he just kind of put her on cruise control. Well, that's great. But the, it, you sent me the video of the heat race, right? Uh, that was main event. That was the main event? Okay. That was main event. Well, he looked like he he jumped out and was gone. Yep. Uh, we kind of went with a different tire program up there and uh, kind of worked out good when you're out front. And you can go with a little bit harder tire knowing that the track's going you know, come to you, and them boys has got to be fast to get around you to start with. So just as long as that racetrack was green, uh, we did have that long delay in that caution for the fire. But whenever they started right back up, it went right back the same way. Okay, well, that was congratulations. Thank y'all. Monkey's gone. Uh, monkey's not quite gone yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he never, he's always got his eye on you, right? Yep, yep. We got up on <laughs> Sunday morning. We decided we're going to go over to Cherokee Speedway. Cherokee Speedway was going to race on Sunday afternoon. They're going to have the Southern Nationals. They're going to have the Super Late Malls over there for $10,000 to win. They're only going to race four divisions since they're going to have these Southern Nationals there because in the Southern Nationals, them boys, they had about 40 Super Late Mall cars to show up and Whenever they qualify them boys, and then they come around, they have to run a heat race. And from the heat race, you go to a B main to actually transfer into the A main. And so we dropped down to four divisions of racing over there and uh, had a super race over there. One of our local boys from down here in Union, South Carolina, Trent Ivey, he won that $10,000 over there, led every lap. And... Uh, Congratulations to Trent Ivy. Them boys was really happy. I think that was Trent's first, uh, probably one of his biggest wins that he's had out of his career right now. The young boy. Good for him. Yep. Thunder Bomber. We're going to go to Mitchell Duval. Second place, Ricky Bogan. Third place, went to Preston Dimsdale. Seek a great sportsman. Let's go first place to Caleb McLaughlin. Second place, Blake Pryor. Third place, Colton Dimsdale. Two Dimsdale brothers there. Their daddy is uh, Greg Dimsdale. Uh, Greg was actually up there in the race at uh, Limited Sportsman Race at Harris the night before. And uh, he was kind of shook up about that wreck a little bit. But uh, glad to see his boys out here racing. These boys was actually racing in the same division at one time. And I think he finally figured out that if he's going to keep some of his money, he had to separate these boys. <laughs> 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 kind of like uh, Bush Boys last week. Yep, there you go. 
Uh, limited sportsman, first place went to Bradley Weaver. Second place went to Dennis Williams, one of our one of our older race car drivers over there. Dennis Williams, everybody knows Dennis been driving. I think Dennis is somewhere around seventy eight years old now, and he's actually still driving a race car. And how did he do? He runs second over there. Goodness, eleven. Uh, third place went to Marty Reed. Uh, all right, we're going to go over here to Carolina Speedway, which was in Gastonia, North Carolina, last night. They uh, poured down rain up there, so they had to call their race off. Uh, TR Speedway, they moved TR, which is Travelers Rest Speedway. They had a rain uh, over there last Friday night, so they had to move their wing sprint cars. They're going to race them. Actually, they're going to race them to tonight. At uh, Traverse Rest Speedway, it's going to be the wing sprints. Now, does Mr. Wilson know to be there tonight? I called Mr. Wilson yesterday about 3 o'clock and told him that do not go to Traverse Rest Speedway on Friday afternoon, that they was not going to race, that you need to go over on Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock. He said, okay. All right. So, well, uh, tonight, Traverse Rest Speedway, they've rescheduled this uh, winged outlaw sprint cars. These boys will flat get around that racetrack with short wheelbase and then these uh, big motors and stuff. So, uh, Actually, they got seven divisions running over at Traveler's Rest Speedway. They also going to have on the program Crate Sportsman, Thunder Bomber, Thunder Bomber B, Pure Stock, Front Wheel Drive, Renegade, Stock 8 Division. Over there, they have a curfew at 11.30. So, uh, after 11.30, they cannot actually start a race. And come about 11.20, if they are actually racing... These boys will start reaching for the white and the checkered flag because they're going to get done with this racing by 1130. Uh, pits over there. To get into pits, it's going to be $30 tonight. Getting a stand is going to be $20. I'd like to thank Eddie Ray and their staff over at Traverse Fred Speedway for putting on a good show over there. Actually, I got something coming up later in this program today about Traverse Best Speedway. It's going to be something involved with the Limited Sportsman Division. Also tonight, uh, Cherokee Speedway is going to be racing tonight. We actually got three racetracks that's actually going to be racing here on Saturday evening. Cherokee Speedway is going to have their fan appreciation tonight. They right? have another one. They're going to have another one. He usually has one about a month over there. So. Now, now, Alan, usually the, the local tracks don't, they try not to go against one another, don't they? No, Traveler's Rest, uh, Traveler's Rest Speedway usually actually races on Friday night, whereas Harris and Cherokee will race on Saturday night. But TR, since they got these wing sprint cars, they had to reschedule from Friday a week ago where it actually rained out. And to get back in that wings outlaw sprint cars, to get back in their schedule, they got specified dates that you can come back in. So their their date was open for tonight. So Traveler's Rest Speedway's had to move their racing till tonight because of these sprint outlaws. But like I said, Cherokee Speedway, fan appreciation, going to be $5 to get in the stands. They're going to have eight divisions at racing at Cherokee Speedway. They're going to have the 604 Crate Late Models. They're going to have the Limited Sportsman. They're going to have the Crate Sportsman. They're going to have Renegade, Stock 4, Extreme 4 Front Wheel Drive, Young Guns, and Thunder Bomber. $25 to get a pit pass over there. Like to thank Scott Childers, Tony Adair, and the staff over there at Cherokee Speedway for putting on a great show every weekend. Uh, people don't realize how much these boys have to do to put on these race shows for us around here. Actually, up here at Harris Speedway, 
They've got a post up there. All drivers and car owners need to be at the very, they call it a very important meeting tonight at the driver's meeting. They're going to, you know, share some information up there, probably on safety and concerns from the wreck last week. But they also going to have nine divisions racing up there. They've actually also got limited sportsmen on the schedule, and he's posted up on there if he's got eight or more cars since he put up our eight or more cars because you're going to have three racetracks racing tonight he's uh he kind of put a little bonus up there that if he gets more cars he's going to put a thousand dollars up for first place so uh you might have to look at you know that's what we get into whenever you get two or three tracks competing for racing cars one night uh also well actually that's kind of a good thing I mean, it, it, it isn't. It's got the two double-edged sword there. You, they put up these bonuses, but uh, you know, you can't you can't run but one at a time. It's good for the car owners and stuff like that. You know, I mean, that's just like me. If I'm sitting here racing tonight, which I don't think we'll be racing since uh, my family's took off and went back to Lake Greenwood this weekend, and uh, but uh, they I, love that lake, don't they? They got to where they like that lake a little bit, so I uh, can't blame them. Uh, I like that water, too. I like to fish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, like I said, if we was running tonight and I got a limited sportsman car, I'm going to a place where there's more money involved. I'd be, I'd be headed to Harris Speedway tonight. And uh, But they also on the schedule. Let's don't forget these other boys out there. We got Young Guns, which is shootout number four. We got Sika, Thunder Bomber A. That's the division where you have actually one of the... Won a race in Thunder Bomber, and our, you've won a championship in Thunder Bomber. We also have uh, Thunder Bomber B. That's for the guys that have not actually won a race. As they are actually paying them a little extra money. They're going to pay them $500 to win tonight. And so once you go up there and you win about two or three races in Thunder Bomber B, you automatically have to move up to Thunder Bomber A. they also going to have Pure Stock. They're going to have Renegade 8. Crate Sportsman. That's going to be their shootout number four race. Uh, front wheel drive. V6 front wheel drive. V6 front wheel drive. This is your shootout number four car a race. $600 to win in V6 front wheel drive. Stock four. This will be your shootout number three race. Drivers meeting up there at Harris Speedway is going to be at 630 this evening. Pitts gates are going to open up at four o'clock. Grandstands open up at 5 o'clock. Kids under 10 will get in free. Uh, drawing. Everybody loves this drawing where you actually spin the, spin the wheel to see actually where you get to start in heat race. Um, everybody likes them lower numbers whenever you spin that wheel. Uh, Harris Speedway is located. They are located up in Rutherford, North Carolina. They are located at 921 Jack McKinney Drive, uh, like to thank Danny and Nancy Pittman up there and their staff for putting on a good show up there and trying to take care of everybody up there at that speedway. Uh, like I said, last uh, last Saturday night, I ain't going to say it was a freak accident. Whenever you have race cars going around these racetracks, uh, we try to do everything that we can to prevent this. But sometimes, uh, the way I looked at it, car kind of went around through there probably whenever he hit the telephone pole he probably sheared that fuel pump off of the right front we are uh, we actually still have to run a stock mechanical fuel pump on these cars not like nascar where they run it off the camshaft to where once that motor stops it actually stops pumping fuel but we actually run a mechanical fuel pump on our cars 
But once you shear it off and it breaks, you actually shear the line off and gravity actually, you know, the gas is still going to come out of that line. Well, now, is that something that would be good for you guys to be able to go to or would it be cost prohibitive? It's cost prohibitive for okay. us. I mean, uh, we cannot, uh, you know, I mean, that's just, uh, that's one of these deals that, I don't think we'll ever see it in dirt racing and stuff like it coming off the back of our camshaft. I remember one time back in, uh, we got to go to a break, but I remember one time back in uh, the early 60s, I'm going to say 62 or 3, Leroy Yarborough was in the sportsman race before the Daytona 500 and a Studebaker, Studebaker Hawk, good looking car, and he had an electric fuel pump. And he had a bad crash and tore the car all to pieces, and that thing was on fire and it just kept pumping gas. And, um, uh, I think, uh, I don't know if they made a rule after that that they couldn't have electric fuel pumps or, but I remember it was a scary situation for Leroy. But, um, thank you. Is that, is that it? Uh, that's pretty much it. Unless we get in here to talking a little bit later on. <coughs> we'll some, uh, big special races coming up over here at Travelers Rest Speedway in their limited sportsman division. Well, I think we're going to probably have time for that, if not in the next segment and the, and the last one. But we're going to take a break right now and we're still trying to get Johnny Rutherford. Maybe, uh, maybe this will be our last good shot to get him. So we'll be back after this and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force Hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirit's, Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. This is the sound a McDonald's bag makes when you grab it. Now that just sounds like a paper bag, but to Nate, it sounds like... Because Nate hooked himself up like a champ. Improved you can save on the delicious food you crave. Wake up to the freshly prepared McChicken Biscuit or the sweet and savory taste of the new Chicken McGriddles. Just $1.59 each. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. 
Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs and over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbow, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man. It's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican's near you. Pelican Snowball's bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, plant day. 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, plant day. Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a plant day? Call it. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Get Star Spangled Savings every day in July at Greer Nissan. Red, white, and new means great savings for you. Get up to $1,000 Nissan cash on select new Nissan trucks. Like the new 2019 Frontier and Titan SB. Drive away today for as low as 1.9% APR for 60 months. Plus, save even more with holiday bonus cash and red tag savings. The 4th of July savings are every day in July at Greer Nissan. Visit us today or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Oh my God, did you see that play? You hate to get a message like that. Don't miss another second of what's breaking in the world of sports. The Dan Patrick Show. It's a different storyline every day. Weekdays at 9 on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. And welcome back to Start Your Engines and... We're still trying to get Johnny Rutherford. We've got two numbers out there for him, his home and his cell, and we're just not getting him, and this was all confirmed and looking forward to it. We've advertised it. And well, no telling what came up. Uh, this is one of the joys of live radio. Well, thank goodness that we've got a lot to talk about every week, and I have to usually hurry to cram it in. I wanted to talk to Johnny Rutherford. I've never talked to him, and I'm not saying we won't get him further on down the line. We've got some uh, big indie races coming up. They race at... Uh, of course, he was a stock car driver, too, and we're going to touch on all of that. But we've got uh, Pocono coming up. We've got Iowa tonight. But, uh, Mr. Hill, you've still got a few more things you can cover here. Yes, I do. Uh, Travers Rest Speedway, they posted up a big, uh, what we call, Limited Sportsman Pro Series. They're going to have their first round July 26th. That's going to be next Friday night. It's going to pay $1,000 to win. Uh Everybody that's listening out there, we plan on having that 25T over there at Travers Rest Speedway. Uh, they're going to have a second round. It's going to be September 21st. It's going to be $1,500 to win. Okay, and then round number three is going to be October 17th, 18th, and 19th. They're going to pay actually $2,500 to win over there in October. And as everybody knows... Whenever September comes and October comes, uh, Wally Fowler, he'll be bringing that number four car back out. He'll be done picking them peaches and picking them, picking that squash. And, uh, Ronnie, I actually talked to Wally last week. And? He'd be more than happy to come on this show, but I'm not going to put him on our Legends segment. <laughs> that is not. We're, we're not going to call him a legend right now because this man's still racing. I wouldn't, hey, don't make him mad. 
No, I'm not. <laughs> no intention of making him mad. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't want him sh- swapping sheet metal with me out in the parking lot. But uh, that's great. You know, I've always wanted you to get him on here ever since you started. And yeah. um, feel free to bring him. You know, telephone's fine. If he wants to come into the studio, we'll put him in a chair and give him a microphone. So any way you want to handle it. Uh, we'd love to have him. Guys, in the meantime, we've got another friend of the show that has called in. It's not Johnny Rutherford, but this is a guy that we, we like to talk to often. This is, And I've talked to him for years and finally met him last week. Roll Tide Terry. What's on your mind, Terry? Hey, i got a question. Y'all, y'all talking about bringing religions on and all your show and stuff. Uh, why don't y'all call uh, Bill and James Davis down at Mayo and see if y'all can get them on the show. You know, they done, I, I run Gaffney and Concord and all of them back in the 60s and 70s. Maybe y'all can get them on there. I imagine they got some pretty good stories, you know. Well, that's... Him so, yep. and Benny Clot yep. done pretty good at my... Uh, well, that's something we'll definitely think about, and... Uh, well, we'll work on that. Yep. yep. Matter of fact, I let James Davis build me a lot of transmissions back in the day. Well, there you go. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll do that. And thanks for your call, Roll Tide, and uh, appreciate no, no. appreciate that big cookie last week. Oh, y'all more than welcome. <laughs> y'all enjoy it. I'm I'm happy. T- Lessons going on, football's going on, high school's going on. I'm ready. Well, I took a picture of that cookie and I showed it to everybody at work on the telephone. So uh, I'm glad you did. I'm glad y'all rubbed <laughs> it in. I, I just wish it hadn't been so late uh, getting it to you, but that he was in plenty of time. Absolutely. Thank you, Roll Tide. All right, buddy. go Cox. <laughs> yeah, turn him off before he says something. <laughs> I think we play Alabama like the third game of the season. I, I believe you do. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, we'll talk about that later. Go ahead, Alan. Also, over there at Traverse Rest Speedway, in these three rounds of racing, they actually have bonuses for these boys. Uh, if you qualify fastest and win every round, you get a seven hundred and fifty dollar bonus. That means you can wind up making probably around six, seven thousand dollars over there. Man. Yep. If you win every round and do not get actually qualify the fastest, but you mess around and win every round, there's a five hundred dollar bonus. The driver at the end with most points will actually get a two hundred and fifty dollar bonus. The driver that races in all three races, his name will actually go into a hat. They will draw that driver out. Uh, he will receive $100. The sponsors of this, now don't you listen to this, sponsors of this race is Monster Energy. Big time. Big time. That's Coca-Cola. Who's your racing tires? And Brian Eastler Toyota dealership over in Greenville, South Carolina. That's good. Like to thank, like I said, like to thank Eddie Ray and them staff over there for starting putting these, uh, some of these big limited sports and races on, it's about that time of year that these boys actually start putting on a bunch of these big limited sports and races. Actually, Harris, I put one, one on, and they call it uh, Halloween Madness up there. And we actually get up there and race, and it's almost late in October. Mm-hmm. And uh, got up there one year, about three years ago, and had to stop the race because the fog rolled in off the Broad River, and you could not actually <laughs> see the cars going around the racetrack. Trick or treat. Yes, it was. <laughs> but uh, like I said, uh, I'd like to thank these boys a whole lot for putting all these races on. And uh, like I say, our family and my family, they gone to Lake Greenwood this weekend. So we're actually going to take this weekend off. And uh, just got a picture from my daughter down there. They are actually having fun. 
with it being clouded over today, they actually having a good time down there on the lake. He looked like he was uh, in control of that jet ski. Or what, what, was that, yep. what is that? Is that a jet ski? Yes. Uh, I had a couple of three-seaters, and somehow or another, uh, they... Uh, they got the they got the use of them. Now. But there's another thing. I mean, a jet ski I think of as smaller. Isn't that just? Isn't there a larger watercraft, like a personal watercraft, or are they all called jet skis? Uh, there's a per, there's a like it's kind of shaped like a boat, but it's actually got a jet ski motor in the back yeah. of it. But uh, we've actually got three seater jet skis down there. Well, I like I like getting down there and just cruising on them. Let me ask you a question, and maybe this is classified information. If you can't answer it, uh, we'll move on. But just to just to load up at your shop and go to say Harris or, or Cherokee Speedway, what's that cost? I mean, just just to operate. I'm not talking it's about ballpark season, figure. but ballpark figure to to run a race uh, in, in your division. I pay this way, Terry. I I told somebody the, up there the other day. I said uh, Miss Wren went to Harris Motor Speedway last Saturday night. We actually won a race up there. Actually, won a thousand dollars up there. Uh but I messed around with four tires up there that night. So there's $520 to start with. That's half of it right there. Right. I messed around. It cost me, uh, cost me almost, uh, I think it's $50 to get in for me and my daughter. We actually had one pass to get in free, and that went to the driver. So uh, you messed around. By the time it's all said and done, I think I had almost $800 getting to the racetrack, and I won 1000 I have not paid my driver yet. Mm. So uh, if you pay your driver another two two hundred and fifty dollars uh, the way I look at it, I kind of broke even. <laughs> <laughs> well, good and, thing you won. And if you don't win, all that goes in the hole, right? But but my driver, he got the trophy. So I'm going to try to talk to him about, I'm going to keep the money and I'm going to let you keep the trophy and... Uh, you know, we... Okay. Uh, but uh, it's like I told somebody, I said, don't get me wrong, if... Uh, if you mess around, you win. Sometimes you, you, I ain't gonna say make a little money, but you, uh, but if you run second, if you run third, you're actually going in, you're going back in the, the wrong way. Is that your house at Lake Greenwood? Uh, no, sir. That's their place. Well, I, was, I, just, I was about to say, I'm trying to even this thing out a little bit, so. No, that's their place. They <laughs> Is that his run. jet ski? No, uh, that's, uh, well, I say that was my wife and my daughter's jet ski. And I, it's your daughter. Well, it's so, my daughter. And so things are kind of evening out. Kind of way. I've done a little bit of work down there on the place for them. Now, I'm I, getting way too nosy about this thing, nah. so I just uh, Cause, uh, don't they, get too personal. They went down there, and they actually bought the place and didn't have no power on it. And I was working one day and got a phone call from a lady down there at Lawrence County. She said, is this uh, Allen Hill? I said, yes, it is. She said, this is such and such with Lawrence County at, uh, permit office. I said, yep. She said, I got... Uh, I got a person down here trying to pull a permit in your name. I said, no, I ain't got no jobs coming up down there. And I really didn't know it, but it was actually my daughter down there. And uh, <laughs> she's, I said, could you tell me what her name is right fast? She said, it's uh, Jada Tesnier. And I started laughing. She said, what is it? I said, that's my daughter. And I know this is going to wind up costing me. <laughs> she just died. <laughs> <laughs> and that is your normal uh, vocation as a electrician yes it is okay I, I've, I've been an electrician about all my life as a matter of fact that people back in the day they seen uh, that white and gold 27 that my daddy used to own and it used to have gardner electric on the side of it and uh, i actually worked for bill gardner for uh, probably about 18 years and then don't get me wrong took a couple of years off and went racing 
full-time and stuff like that. And then whenever I decided I'd move back to Spartanburg, next thing I know, I was back into doing electrical work and uh, went back to working for Bill. And then about two years later, I went out in business for my own and had my own business for now for about 28 years. Well, good for you. And uh, still racing. Still racing. Uh, Your daddy started to racing. My daddy started racing. I found, I got out of racing in 1989, and I thought I was done with racing. And That's 30 years ago. Yes, it was. You were a young man. Yes, I was. Well, I was... A young man. Yeah, yeah. A whole lot younger than you are now. And uh, till my my daughter was dating the guy, this guy, and he drag raced. And my, do- my wife asked me, she said, we're going to go watch Danny drag race tonight? I said, no, I don't do drag racing, honey. I mean, don't get <laughs> wrong. I mean... I turned left. Well, we got to go around and around. So the next thing I know, he come and asked for a hand in marriage. And I give him that okay. And the next thing we got married. And then two weeks later, he come to the house. And I mean, after after they got married. And uh, he come to the house about two weeks later. And he looked at me and he said, I'm going to Cherokee Speedway tonight. I said, for what? <laughs> <laughs> he said, I've always wanted to watch a dirt race. And uh, I said, okay. He said, I had some friends that used to dirt race. And he said, uh Went over there, and next thing I know, I, I took a couple of fellows with me, and we was all walking down pit road, the four of us, and it's actually my engine man, Jeff Brown, and the guy that worked for me, Ted Brown. About that time, Danny, he turned around and looked. He said, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> we about died laughing to tell you the truth. Yeah. Said, I've heard this story before. I can drive. So next thing I know, uh, I thought to myself, I said, man, you just haven't married my daughter. You don't even need a, a dirt car. <laughs> Went home that night and told my wife. She just kind of shook her head and walked into the other room and didn't say another word. And the rest is four, history. Four, four, four weeks later, we had us a dirt car. And Did you build it or buy it? Uh, we actually bought a car from a guy. I said, well, we're going we to... Actually, he didn't give it $2,500 for But him. you had to see if he could do it. Oh, yeah. He we, had to we, back it up for we, you. Yeah, we are going we to see. And then uh, I was actually fishing, uh, fishing tournaments then with Scrapper Kings and... Uh, about the second week out, I didn't even go with him, and I just didn't want to get that scratch in my, you know, at mosquito bite. Mm-hmm. And, uh, next thing I know, I was coming back from uh, the fishing tournament one night, and uh, my daughter looked at me. She said, well, that, that was short and sweet. I said, do what? She said, I said, did he wreck that car? She said, no, he blowed the motor. I said, honey. That's the easiest thing I know. I said, we can snatch it out of there. And I called Jeff Brown the next morning. I said, Jeff, I need me a, I need me a renegade motor. He just looked at me. He said, how fast? I said, well, I don't want to scare him. But, you know, I want him to be I want him to be out of trouble. And I thought the answer to how fast was how much money do you got? Well, <laughs> me and Jeff, don't get me wrong. Well, that came later, right? We'll put it this way, boys. Y'all, y'all don't know. Long- Speed equals horsepower. Uh, my daddy in 19... 19- I mean, speed equal, money equals horsepower, I'm saying, well, and speed. Me, just let me tell you how long this story goes back. In 1963, my daddy had a white and black 27 car that raced at Greenville Picking Speedway, and Dub Nelson actually drove the car. I've heard of Dub. And Dean Brown was actually the engine man on that car when they won the championship. Well, now here it was, almost, what, 50 years later? Jeff Brown, his son, actually building my motor. Mm. So, I mean, uh, like I said, you know, they say, you know, apples don't fall from a tree, right. but we had a good time. We have a real good time. That's great. That's good. And uh, 
that's some good information. I'm glad to know more about your your family's background, and I'd like to have Danny Tesnier on the on the show too. I'll have to get him back from Lake Greenwood. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, they got telephones down there. Well, well, that's true. We don't have to have him in the studio, but I'd like to meet him again. I met him one time at the dealership when the car was on display with uh, a couple summers ago. But anyway, we got to take our last break before we come back and. Uh, Looks like there's going to be no Johnny Rutherford unless he calls us at the last minute. I think yeah. we've made our last shot at him, and uh, we'll get Greg to try to figure out what happened. And, you know, this happens. I know we were all excited. I never would have mentioned it or gotten on Clary's show yesterday and said it or had it promoted on the show before hours this morning. So that's just the way it goes. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't flat tie. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John D. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, flat tie. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Delicious food at great prices. That's what you'll find at J&G Restaurant, located at 462 West Henry Street in Spartanburg. Be sure to try out the ever-popular Pig 4, where you can choose four breakfast items that include gravy biscuits, pancakes, home fries, and much more for only $7.25. They also serve a variety of breakfast sandwiches, including the pork chop and gravy biscuit. For lunch, try out their salmon and grits combo. J&G also serves mouth-watering burgers and hot dogs. That's J&G Restaurant, open Wednesday through Sunday. Call them at 864-308-1730. Get Star Spangled Savings every day in July at Greer Nissan. Red, white, and new means great savings for you. Get up to $1,000 Nissan cash on select new Nissan trucks. Like the new 2019 Frontier and Titan SV. Drive away today for as low as 1.9% APR for 60 months. Plus, save even more with holiday bonus cash and red tag savings. The 4th of July savings are every day in July at Greer Nissan. Visit us today or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. I've seen the bookmarks on your computer. Gmail, Google. Where are we? Why are we not bookmark worthy? Go away. Don't talk to me. I hope your car radio explodes. 
Okay, I take it back. But please, bookmark SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Welcome back to our final segment. We will uh, now take us to the checkered flag of this show. And with all that we've been through trying to get Johnny Rutherford, we finally gave up on it. And we'll just try him again later. Well, like I said, we got plenty of year left. Uh, so here we go. Last night they ran the ARCA cars. And that was the fans with benefits, 150. That was held at Iowa. That was yesterday evening. And Chandler Smith won his second race in a row. And he drives for Bill Venturini, which is one of the biggest names in ARCA. Christian Eckes was second, who also drives for Bill Venturini. Michael Self was third, who also drives for Bill Venturini. So it was a pretty good day for Bill Venturini. Good day for Bill. Yep. And um, fourth was Carson um, Hoaxver. And fifth was Ty Gibbs. I look down here to our boy that we try to keep up with, Brad Smith. He finished 17th, um, yeah, 17th, so that's not so hot. But anyway, we look at the point standings, and Michael Self is the points leader. Brett Holmes is 65 points back in second. Travis Braden is third. Christian Eckes is fourth. Joe Graff is fifth. Tommy Vai is sixth. And Brad Smith is still hanging in there somehow just because he's run. All but one of the races. He's still in seventh place, but he's over a 1,000 points behind. And he's about done with, I think, as far as any hope of the championship. But he is in there plugging and in the top ten. The Xfinity cars run today at 4 o'clock on NBCSN. They qualify. They're qualifying right now. They qualified, I think, this morning or as we speak at 11.15 on NBCSN. The race is at 4. And they are... Um, Running at New Hampshire, of course. So we'll see if it's uh, Christopher Bell and Cole Custer and those guys and Austin Sendrick are sort of dominating that series. That will be the Rocksor 200. I have no idea what a Rocksor is, but uh, I'm sure uh, some of you people out there might know that. And that, uh, of course, we'll be following very closely to see if Jeremy Clements can get a little closer in his point standings. He needs a win. Probably to make the playoffs, but he's he's not too far away from the other guys that he's chasing. So um, that point standings right now is Tyler Reddick is first, Christopher Bell second, Cole Custer third, Austin Sendrick fourth, Justin Allgaier fifth, Noah Cragson sixth, Michael Annette seventh, Chase Briscoe eighth, John Hunter Nemechek ninth, Justin Haley, the Firecracker 400 winner, is tenth. And looking on down there, Jeremy Clements, who is uh, only, he's in 15th, seven points out of 14th, so, and 42 points out of 13th. So we can see if he can get a little bit closer. That would be great. Tonight at 7 p.m. on NBCSN are the Indianapolis cars running at Iowa for the uh, Iowa 300. Used to be the Iowa Corn 300, but I guess Corn fell out of favor with them, and that's just <laughs> Iowa 300 now. Uh, they qualified yesterday. I think I already mentioned this, but I'll run over it one more time real quick. Simon Pagano is on the pole. He drives for Penske. Will Power is second. Joseph Newgarten third. Takuma Sato is fourth. James Hinchcliffe fifth. Alexander Rossi sixth. Graham Rahal seventh. Scott Dixon eighth. Ryan Hunter Ray ninth. 
And rookie Marcus Erickson is 10th. We, um, of course, have the point standings there with Newgarten first, Rossi second, Pagano is third, Dixon fourth, and Will Power fifth. Sato is sixth, Hunter Ray seventh, Ray Hall eighth, Hinchcliffe ninth, and Felix Rosenquist, the rookie, is tenth. Moving over now to Allen. Your brother is running this afternoon at Lime Rock in um, Lakeville, Connecticut. Are you sure? Well, today the 20th. That's what my schedule says, and I got the television schedule right here that says that they qualified uh, at 925 this morning. Yeah, they raced today the 20th. Yep. Uh, they qualified from 925 to 1015. That's what I'm looking at at Lime Rock. And then the race is today from 3 to 6 on NBC Gold, which is that um, you have to subscribe to that. So uh, it'll be on again tonight at 930 on NBCSN on a same-day tape delay. So, um, yeah, they're running. So we'll see how. You know, and I found out something, uh, you know, that Bowmanville, uh, Canada, I wasn't, I didn't think I was familiar with that, with the Canadian Tire Motorsports Park where they ran last week. Greg, that's the old Mossport Motorsports Park. And I know y'all ran some uh, um, Trans Am races there. That might have been where that huge pileup was that time. I'm not sure, but Mossport Park, I know Trans Am was big on their schedule in the 70s and 60s. I'm pretty sure they ran it. A couple of times. Uh, of course, it was Saints V where we had a big wreck. Oh, okay. But, That's but Mossport right. Park, I know at one time, the, the, the season changed around a little bit from year to year. But uh, but that was the... I'd heard of Mossport Park. Oh, I, I wasn't yeah, I familiar been. with Canadian Tire Park, but it's the same thing. I don't know how many years ago they changed the name. But, uh, yeah, what I'm looking at here, Alan, they, they run in today. So, uh, that's be... Um, pay-per-view or subscription tv i mean it's not pay-per-view you have to subscribe to uh the nbc gold to get that but they uh the point standings there with the uh, weather tech sports car championship dane cameron is first juan pablo montoya is second your brother's two drivers people durani and felipe nasser are third and fourth and they're only three points behind so i mean Perry's getting good with him now. There by no no means out of it. Helio Castanevis is sixth. Jordan Taylor seventh. Olivier Jarvis is eighth. Tristan Nunez is ninth. Here's one for you, Greg. Ringer Vanderzanda. He is running uh, tenth. Jonathan Bomarito is eleventh. And then I get down to the guy that I had to look up last week, and now I can pronounce his name. And this is one of Mike Hill's other drivers, Joel Barbosa. And Felipe Albuquerque, and they're only 24 points back. So, sports cars are running today. You're shaking your head no. Uh, I actually just got a text. That is the GT cars. There is not the Daytona prototype. They leave, sometimes they'll leave these Daytona prototype cars off. And that's, that is actually the GT cars that will actually be racing there. Okay. He said, uh, just got a text from my brother. He said their cars are not there, so... That's going to be the Daytona prototype cars. All right. Well, just so you know what I read, read that top one right there. I got highlighted. I mean, that, that's the same thing it says every week when it is your brother's cars. So uh, I didn't make it up. I didn't make up they were going to have Johnny Rutherford on the show either. No, but. no, we didn't. My matter of fact, I went outside. I thought we might have reception problems. 
but uh, I'm sure that there's some reasons. He may have been scheduled to go to Iowa. I got thinking about that. Well, but, but he, he needs to. I just didn't know that his schedule was that busy, but but it must be. Well, it wasn't our doings. I mean, we tried him, and you call the same number you've been calling. We'll drop yeah. it. Just, oh, just yeah. See if you can get with him, and maybe we'll get him, give him later on. We're, we're, not, we're, we're, not mad him. On, we're not mad at him. We're just... Lord, no. We're, we're just disappointed. We're disappointed. I'm just disappointed because I had such a good conversation with him about sliding on his top, and he's going to talk about the three Indy 500 wins, and... Uh, just, just a neat guy to talk to. Well, I, uh, maybe I've done too much of the interview on Monday, <laughs> and well, he figured it was over with. But yeah, we'll get him back on. We will have somebody good uh, coming up. Like I say, that's the dangers of live radio. Yeah. Well, it yeah. happened to us earlier with Ken Squire. I mean, we actually had him on the phone, and he was in his car driving around, and we couldn't get him coordinated. So and uh, it dropped signal. So it that's right. It signal. dropped the signal. So anyway, it happens. Got a lot of racing today, though. We, and we got some more to talk about here. The trucks are off this week. They will run tomorrow. Um, no, I'm sorry. Next uh, Saturday at the Gander RV 150 at Pocono. With uh, the point standing shaking out there with Grant Enfinger is leading. Stuart Friesen is second. Brett Moffitt third. Matt Crafton fourth. And Harrison um, uh, Burton, Jeff Burton's son, is uh, fifth. Looking on down here to Natalie Decker. She's the one that snatched the hat off of that guy's head a couple of weeks ago. I hope she's cooled off a little bit. She is 19th in the point standings. And I see Jennifer Joe Cobb is 21st. So um, we do have a couple of ladies running in that uh, in that series. And Tyler Ankrum, the 18-year-old who won at Kentucky in the uh, when everybody ran out of gas or the leader ran out of gas, he is 12th in the standings. So... The trucks will be back at Pocono, and they'll be flying around that track. That'll be next Saturday. Formula One is off today. They will run uh, the next weekend, next Sunday, at Hockenheim, Germany. The only Grand Prix race I ever saw in my life was at, uh, was in Germany. I've mentioned it before, but it wasn't at Hockenheim. It was at the Nürburgring, which is about a... At that time, it was about a 15-mile course. And I'll never forget, it. Graham Hill... This was 1971. Jackie Stewart won it. But Graham Hill's car wouldn't start. And he got off to like uh, eight minutes before he could get his car started. He ran the whole race. I think he finished. Uh, it wasn't on the podium, but he finished pretty good and never saw another car the whole race. That track was so big, he just ran around by himself for, uh, I think it's about, uh, I can't remember how many laps it was, but... You know, most of their races are as close as they can get to 200 miles. And on a 15-mile course, you know, you figure it out. Oh, but that, that was pretty well. He'd come fly. You know, all the pack would come by. And then about seven minutes later, he'd come Graham Hill, you know, digging as hard as he could. And had a good finish. Never saw another car. Sounds kind of like the movie Grand Prix, you know, where Sardi's car didn't crank up. And they're waving him off. That was it, at Monza. At Monza. And, and he'd have been better car. off if it hadn't started since he went through the rail. Yeah. I just want to do one thing. I want to thank my wife, Roberta, for... She was hunting us down a third number, and she found it. But anyway, I just want to thank her for that. And plus, she had a little bit of luck on one of the, some things this, this weekend. But anyway, I appreciate I aggravated her trying to find that number. We got it. You got a guy that a uh, good friend of ours in the racing community that's a little under the weather. You'd like to uh, let him know we're thinking about. Yeah. Uh, we don't know exactly all the details, but we do know that he's under the weather. But uh, Joe Little John Jr., who's been a friend of 
ours for years and years. Uh, we don't have all the details, but he he, he is in a hospital, and and it, uh, we we wish him well and hope he hope he's doing better. Uh, his family done a lot for motorsports, and they've always been real close friends. I What's still say his daddy getting the Hall of Fame someday. I think he's the one of them ones. It's not a matter of when, if it's just when. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we wish Joe, Joe to, to get better. Now Joe was a dirt tracker around here for a long time. I think he run, did pretty good. Run good, run good. It, it just his and he run very good in the Darlington and NASCAR. But he's the same thing. You got to have a sponsor, and there's no way you can. There's no way you can run this stuff out of your pocket. I yeah. mean, even Roger Penske doesn't do that. That's somebody else that we, I really want us to get on because Penske's first. Class. Well, he's going to be tough. but uh, Oh, he's going to be tough, but, but maybe his schedule ain't quite as busy as some of these other drivers. I don't uh, but we're going to try. We're going to keep trying. We'll have somebody on every week. I'm trying to line up both of these castles, Neil Castle Sr. and his son, the stuntman and movie guy, to have them on and have a Neil Castle show, but I don't know if... Uh, he said, "Call him in July," and I've been calling. And I, Neil Neil Senior's no problem. Neil Junior's uh, making movies on two different locations right now, so he's kind of hard to get. Let me finish with the Germany Grand Prix. Uh, well, like I said, that's last week. They ran the uh, British Grand Prix last week, the Rolex British Grand Prix, and Lewis Hamilton won it. Valtteri Bottas, his teammate, was second. Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari was third. Pierre Gasly fourth, and Max Verstappen was fifth. So your your podium was Hamilton, Botas, and Leclerc. The miserable, rich energy Haas Formula One team from the United States with Roman Grosjean and Kevin Magnussen was just miserable, miserable, miserable. That's the one where the one of the executives, one of the owners, had something tweeted out something bad last week, and they uh, they kicked him off the team. He uh, but they finished fourteenth uh, and fifteenth. Last, I'm sorry, uh, 19th and 20th. They, they were the last two cars, completed no laps, and um, was just it, it, that's a disaster. And I understand the contract runs through 2022, so uh, that's just embarrassing for for Haas. I, I know I hate that form. I hate to see anybody go without a win for a long time. It's it's, it's tough. So if you got it, you got to win every now and then. You got you got to at least look respectable. They're not even looking respectable. They they look like jerks. I mean, they, they, they look incompetent. Were, were they part of the uh, engine deal? That we were yeah, that was a long time. Yeah, yeah. well, they got with the Honda and versus the Chevrolet and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Well, I saw a thing on on Grand Prix that uh, they showed the horsepower ratings and said the Honda was 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 not as good as some of the others in Grand Prix or or whatever I was watching. But well, I mean, or well, what it was was the Honda. Grand Prix program and the Indy program were two different exactly. things, and and McLaren gave up on the Indy program when it turned out they had a real good Indy program. So anyway, the point standings in the Grand Prix is uh, Hamilton is first, way out front of Botas, his teammate, with by thirty nine points. Max Verstappen is third, Roger Leclerc fourth, and Peter Gasly is fifth. Um, so we got racing tonight with the Iowa. 300 on NBC at 7 o'clock, and then we've got uh, Xfinity at 4 o'clock today before that. So you can pretty much those, do those bumper to bumper or back to back. And anything real quick, Ronnie? Well, I'm going to be out at uh, Tiger River Park this uh, tomorrow and all next week. 
there's a softball, a national softball tournament going on out there. There's going to be over 300 softball games this week. And a bunch of full-packed restaurants. Alan? We got three local dirt tracks racing. We got Travers Rest Speedway going. We got Harris Motor Speedway going. We got Cherokee Motor Speedway going. So you can just take your pick. Get anything there? Uh, how's the weather out there? You were just outside. We got about 10 seconds. Well, hot. The sun come back out and the heat's back on. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what we need to know. It's summertime, so we need to we need to get out there and do our yard work. And then when we go to a local racetrack, this is one of your last chances to get out there and see some racing before you'll be stuck to the tube watching football, like a lot of us. Uh, I'd like to get to Cherokee or something and see your car run there, Alan. So we'll be doing that pretty soon, I hope. But uh, sorry about Johnny Rutherford. We didn't catch him. And we will uh, be back next week and try to have a guest to show up. <laughs> we'll do the if best not, we can. We'll have fun anyway. We'll have fun anyway. In the meantime, y'all be safe over the next few days and keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Fox Sports 1400's website is SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. WSPG Spartanburg. Here. 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. We are Fox Sports.